everyone, it's Leslie Ludy, host of the Set Apart Girl podcast, Biblical Encouragement for Women of All Ages. Today we're going to talk about purposeful living, but not just any kind of purposeful living, the biblical approach to purposeful living. And so often when the world talks to us about purposeful or mindful living, it all has to do with self. You deserve a slower life. You deserve to experience you know, a connection with the earth. You deserve to slow down and enjoy your food. You deserve to experience, you know, your creative side. Everything has to do with self. And yet the real way to live purposely or live intentionally or live mindfully is looking beyond yourself. And so often when we get into a selfish mindset, we can slip into having a lack of purpose in our life. We might be living mindfully and and making all of our food from scratch and eating slow rather than fast and making everything homemade for people and being intentional about how we want to, you know, meeting our goals every single day and keeping a goal planner, all of these things that the world suggests that we can do. And again, not all of them are bad. But if we are not living for something beyond ourselves, we are going to find that our life does not have purpose. It's not eating too fast or failing to make homemade gifts or not decorating our homes in a specific way that is going to cause us to lack purpose and lack intentionality in our lives. The thing that is going to cause us to lack true intentionality is when we live for ourselves and we take that bait of idleness. It says in Proverbs 31, 27, that the godly woman does not eat the bread of idleness. And even though we can fill our lives with a lot of things that seem purposeful and seem intentional, if they're just to serve ourselves and make ourselves feel better, we are going to slip into that trap of idleness where we're investing our time not in things that actually have eternal value, but things that just make us feel better while we're here on this earth. So let's look at how to live purposely God's way. One of the biggest traps that we can fall into is using our free time in the wrong way. And I remember being in full-time ministry after Eric and I had first started our ministry two or three years in, we were really exhausted. We were traveling, we were speaking, we were writing, we were counseling. And it really drained me because I was, I am an introvert and being around people all the time was exhausting. And even though inwardly I knew that I should be turning to Christ to be revived, after a long day or a long week of work, I found myself just wanting to unplug from spiritual things. And I wanted to settle down with a novel. I wanted to lay down on the couch and watch movies for five hours. I wanted to just take time to focus on me. And as I did that, I began to replace things of eternal value for things that really had no eternal value. Instead of reading my Bible or inspiring Christian books, I started turning to novels and just trendy magazines, instead of cultivating meaningful relationship with others where I was really investing in their lives, I started just wasting hours surfing the internet and trying to, you know, stay up with all the latest decorating trends and fashion trends. Instead of really personally seeking Christ and taking time for uh, meditating on scripture and the word of God, I was just consumed with the latest music from iTunes and just trying to be up with whatever was, you know, happening in the world. 
And even though I was a Christian leader, I really became more in tune with pop culture than with the word of God without even realizing what had happened. I had exchanged an eternal focus for a temporary focus. I was still proclaiming that the things of God were the most important to me, but because I was living only for myself, I was placing a much higher value on the things of this world. And as a result of that, my life began to feel empty and unsatisfying. Even though I was living in pleasure and I was doing a lot of the things that the world said that I deserved, that I needed to do, I was slowly shriveling up because I had a lack of true purpose. And it wasn't long until I began to know that something was wrong in my life. I remember hearing a story, and I've, I've shared this story before, but it's so powerful, about a pastor in a persecuted country who was put into solitary confinement for an entire year because of his faith in Jesus Christ. So he crouched in this tiny cell with no light, no sound, no conversation with anyone. And he was kept in the dark that long, and he was almost blind from being in the dark that long. When they finally released him, though, his face was radiant and glowing. And his Christian friends asked him, how did you survive? What was it like? And the frail pastor joyfully proclaimed, it was like a dream come true. I was completely fulfilled in the presence of Jesus. Now that is purposeful living. He didn't have to enjoy his food a certain way. He didn't have to grow his own garden. He didn't have to decorate his cell a certain way to find true purpose. He found it in the presence of Jesus Christ. He had gotten completely outside himself and he used that year as a year to worship and know his king. If you imagine all of the pleasures of life and the indulgences of life just being stripped away all of a sudden, like what happened to this man? No mall to shop at, no coffee bars to go to, no Facebook page, no Instagram to look at, no movies, no TV, no hair salons, no spas, no novels or magazines, no good food. If if that was all stripped away and if all contact with other humans was suddenly stripped away, would Jesus be enough to satisfy? satisfy you? And when I came face to face with that question, it completely changed my life. I remembered the words of Amy Carmichael when she was 17, who made that decision to say, nothing will ever matter to me again, except the things that are eternal. And I was so convicted as I began to realize I had not been living for eternity. So I began to ask God for the grace and the wisdom of how I could change my daily habits to align with more eternal priorities. My husband and I, we began to exchange our movie marathons and our novel reading times for time times of prayer, times of worship, times of serving other people, getting outside of ourselves and living for something more than just trying to um, enjoy life and get the most out of it that we possibly could. And when we made that decision, we began to discover and personally experience the words of Psalm 1611, in your presence is the fullness of joy at your right hand our pleasures forevermore. My life has never been the same since going in that direction, saying, Lord, I want to live for eternity. I don't want to just live for my own selfish pleasure. Because I began to discover a joy and peace that was real and lasting. Now, it's not that 
I've never done anything that's just enjoyable and, you know, baking things and enjoying food and enjoying the things that life has to offer. But no longer is that where I go for my fulfillment. That's not where I draw my purpose from. I have learned that true purpose can only come from a Christ-centered existence when we don't just say he's our priority, but we live as if he's our highest priority. We don't just fit him into our lives, but we build our lives around him. And the most important way that you can begin to live life on purpose is to gain an eternal focus. I remember reading the statement that Elizabeth Elliot wrote about Amy Carmichael in her biography. She said, the preoccupations of young women, their looks, their clothes, and their social life don't seem to change much from generation to generation. But in every generation, there seem to be a few who make other choices. Isn't that amazing? You can actually be one of the few who would choose true purpose over self-centered living. And if you do, your life impacts the world around you for eternity. There is a bait towards selfish living in every generation. But in every generation, there are those who are willing to rise above mediocrity, rise above the norm, and embrace the narrow way of the cross, exchanging selfishness for purposeful femininity. When we're idle, when we take that bait of idleness, it causes us to waste our lives on things that are really meaningless in light of eternity. But purposeful femininity will change change this world for the glory of God. So gain an eternal focus. Let's look at practically how to do that. Imagine that in a few moments you would be standing at the threshold of heaven. That's what Jim Elliott said once. Imagine that the next moment will carry you across the threshold of heaven. Will it really matter how many Facebook friends that you had or how many trendy outfits you had in your closet or how you decorated your home or what your Instagram account looked like? Jesus told a parable about 10 virgins who waited for their bridegroom to come. Five of the women were wise and kept oil in their lamps. The other five became complacent and slothful and idle, letting the oil in their lamps burn out. By the time the bridegroom came, they were not ready to meet him. And that's in Matthew 25, if you want to read the full story. Standing before the judgment seat of Christ, we must give an account for the way that we lived while we were here on this earth. And Jesus says, even every idle word that we speak, we must give an account for it. So the question is, will we look back on our lives with shame or regret, or will we have true fulfillment and triumph? When our bridegroom comes for us, will our lamps be burning brightly or will our spiritual fire have been extinguished by worldly, shallow, selfish living? When we live each moment as if the next step would carry us across the threshold of heaven, it shifts our daily priorities. We may spend time enjoying the simple pleasures that God has blessed us with here on this earth, the beauty of nature, the the good food that's here, the fellowship of our friends, But if pleasure is what we're living for, that is not living in light of eternity. And that's not living with true purpose and intentionality. Contrary to what many of us believe, this life is not about us. We're not here to just enjoy ourselves and spend our time pursuing our own personal satisfaction and happiness. We are here for the glory of God. We have been given a commission by the King of all kings to go into the world, preach the gospel to all nations, make disciples for his glory, walk in the footsteps of Jesus Christ. This is going to look different for each of us. We're not all called to literally go across the world. Some of us are, but all of us are called to live 
a gospel-centered life. Some of us are called to start an orphanage overseas. Some of us are called to be missionaries. Some of us are called to stay at home and pour out our lives selflessly for our families and our neighbors. But none of us is called to live an idle, self-indulgent life built around trivial things and say that we're living with true purpose when we do. Just because a magazine tells you that you're living with true purpose when your life is built around selfishness doesn't mean you're actually living with true purpose. As you go about your daily life, I would encourage you to prayerfully examine the motives behind why you spend time doing the things that you do. When you're evaluating your pastimes, your activities, here are some questions that you can ask. Am I doing this for selfish reasons or Christ-honoring ones? Is this activity frivolous or does it serve a higher purpose? And here are a few of the ways that you can tell whether something has eternal value. It causes you to draw closer to Jesus Christ and learn more about him. It builds meaningful relationships with the people God has put in your life. It helps you bless others and helps you share the love of Christ with them. It helps you become better equipped for the things God has called you to do. And it bears good fruit in your life. If you want to know the difference between good fruit and fleshly fruit in your life, see Galatians 5, 19 through 26. So evaluate the things that you're spending your time on. And look at what God has really called you to. The Bible says that even the small areas of our life, like eating and drinking, should be done for God's glory and not our own selfish pleasure. When you begin to align your daily activities, your decisions, your choices to serve God's purposes for your life, you will begin to gain an eternal focus and you will discover true purpose. If you choose to garden, make handmade gifts, decorate your home with a certain style, eat slow food rather than fast food, let all of those things be an outflow of a much greater purpose in your life. And that is living in light of eternity, knowing Jesus Christ and making him known. The old hymn says it so beautifully, take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. Take my moments and my days, let them flow in ceaseless praise. And the, and the lyrics go on and on about a surrendered life, and that is a life of true purpose. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. If you would like more encouragement on how to gain an eternal focus with your life, I encourage you to visit setapartgirl.com. We have loads of resources, free articles, and um, encouragement that can really help you trade the empty pursuits of the world for true purpose and living for the glory of God. I pray you have a blessed and Christ-centered week.